You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net. So I'm thinking about how we're trying to move forward and how easy it is to stop. I think there's a lot of things that just shut us down. Do you feel shut down often? What's, the, what's like the thing that just kind of shuts you down more than anything? What, what, just, what is the wet blanket of your life? Maybe think about it for a second, but then I want you to say something. Like, what, what just kind of sucks all your energy out? What, what takes your hallelujah right out of your throat? You know? What just kind of cuts you off? I'm done. Pushes you down. What stops you from moving in the direction you know? Can you think of any wet blankets? It doesn't have to be serious. It's like, I made it sound like it's existential, but it could, it could just be criticism. Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. He, he saps yeah. your energy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right. Death. Death. <laughs> that's, okay, that's existential. No, I'm not like, death of other people, death of animals, just no, just yeah, the horrors of death. Mm-hmm. I got a voice in my head that always tells me, it's not going to work. Oh, no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not going to work. Those anyway. are two different messages. Yeah. That's a, the, the little two horsemen of the apocalypse for you there. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter, and it's not going to work. It doesn't matter. That's a strong one. I can't change anything. I can't, I can't even begin to understand everything. How can I do anything? Why do I matter? I fight against that one a lot. That's not my person. That is not my Achilles heel because I'm like, no, I don't believe you, person saying that. So maybe Pat, you need to carry me around with you. Uh, I, we're, we're we're with each other. We help each other on that one. You what else? Pretty tall. What kind of sh- <laughs> on his shoulder? Carrying him like like Christian from from. from it would be progress. worth it. It would be worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get real strong too. <laughs> What else just kind of cuts you down? What, what's the wet blanket for your fire? Money. Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're often without worried it. about it. I can just live without it. Be better. Yeah. Anarcho primitivism. Yeah. Barter system. Barter if you want. You just give. Live, yeah. like, live like an <laughs> RPG. <laughs> yeah, I think we live in a world that has tons of these. Uh, and, getting, and getting to know the one that really makes you feel it. I think is a good defense against the world as it is. Get, get into the, the power that these messages and these realities have over you. Because there's so much, it's, it's gonna be really easy to just stop. And my goal is to help you keep moving tonight. So paying attention to your own stuff, the thing that just really gets you you know, I like I liked, I like Pat, you know, thinking about what, what's the voices that I'm hearing, you know. Uh, you might not even pay attention to those voices very much, and they might just be, you know, subconscious scripts that you haven't even brought to a vocal level that you could have a conversation with. Lots of stuff just helps us stop. And God is doing a new thing. And God is moving us, and he's asking us to recognize it. I think that when we move with what we really feel, 
like I was getting trying to get us to do as we worshiped, to really move with our deepest sense of ourselves, not like what we should do, not like our deepest sense of even obedience, but what what really moves us when we're in that mode, when we're acting out of what we know to be right, when we're doing what we know we can't not do. You like all those double negatives? When we're doing the thing we can't not do. I think that's courage. I think that's a much better definition of courage than, than maybe the first one that pops to mind with the, uh, you know, some war hero or firefighter or other extraordinary person that did something ridiculous. Uh, courage is acting out of what you know. I really like this show called Radio Lab that's on NPR. Anybody ever want, everybody listen to what Radio Lab with Jad Abumrad and Robert Krolich? I know how to say both of their very <laughs> difficult last names because I listen to them a lot. And there was one episode that was that was trying to examine courage. And there's this society that gives out awards to ordinary people for courage. And they brought the director of this ordinary people hero society. I think it's something like ordinary heroes. Uh, and they brought them on, him on to talk about all the people that they had award, awarded and some of the trends of what makes someone courageous, what makes a hero. And the thing that, that was consistent was they were doing just what they, what they thought was like, there's nothing, I could not do it. This guy that ran into a, a, a burning car and pulled someone out of it in his underwear in the middle of the night and uh, yanked him out right before the car exploded, you know, like in the movies, you know, he did the in the movie thing. And he's like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even do the thing, it didn't, didn't cross my mind. There was only one thing I could do. And you should listen to this episode, I'll give you one more. Another woman, there was a, a little kid had gotten into a bull pen. And not like the baseball bullpen, but like a pen where a, uh, a bull is, and it was a, a, the bull was about to charge it. And the woman hopped the fence and threw the kid, threw the kid over the fence and, and scurried back out herself, uh, even though that she was almost gored. And again, she's like, I didn't even, I, I don't know. I don't know what I, I, you know, the question that they were asking, what were you thinking? I wasn't. It was instinctual. They, they instinctually did the thing that needed to be done. And that's what courage mostly is like. So we want to train ourselves or surround ourselves or get some muscle memory for doing the thing that needs to be done. And then we'll be courageous people. I think that Circle of Hope is organized to create that kind of environment. We really lean into the environment that we're creating. You've heard us say this, right? It's part of our, our basic understanding of what we're doing at the church is we're creating an, an environment in which people can know God and act for redemption. So that the, the babies that we raise up in this church uh, will do things that need to be done. I don't know if we're gonna have any uh, ordinary heroes. That's not really my goal. I don't need someone to, to save a baby from a bull or a, a guy from a car. 
Though, if Frank were on that street, he would pull that guy out of the car with, in his underwear. He would. It's going to happen. I hope not, actually. So, what does courage feel like is my, my premise for what I, what I want to say to you tonight. And I think it feels like acting out of your best self, your best sense of yourself, and being able to do what needs to be done. And this is something, like I said, these ordinary heroes, they, they have, something happened in their life that this was their instinct. It's not everyone's instinct. And that's fine. If it's not your instinct to be a hero, that's not the point of my talk. I'm not trying to make heroes. I'm trying to understand that our sense of courage can be practiced and we, we can move with it because we're trying to move with what we know to be right, what we know to be deepest and truest. That's why we put this giant tree in the room because we're trying to get those roots and I'm mixing metaphors, but kind of flex the roots, make the roots stronger, you know, build the muscles of the roots that keep us grounded so that we are acting out of who we know we are. Jesus said in Matthew 28, uh, in, the, in the King James, Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the world. And that, that word that gets translated as world in the King James Version is, uh, it's like the word that becomes eon, the age. Um, it's like this time and place will come to an end and Jesus will be with his disciples even unto that end. It's like end of the world, apocalypse, Jesus' return. And then of course he's with us. So it's this kind of in-between time that Jesus is describing to his disciples after he gives them this commission to move and to go and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey all the things that he has commanded. And lo, I am with you, even to the end of the world. This is how what we organize the circle of hope to do and to be is people who move with that commission. We're moving together on a mission given to us directly by Jesus and trying to do what it takes trying to move, you know, fi figure out how to line up that hallelujah that's welling up inside of us, that new thing that God is doing in us, trying to line that up with this bigger project that Jesus has. The church is a great place to flex that courage. There's tons of opportunities to, like, dry out wet blankets. There's tons of opportunities to move and do things that are difficult for you, to come up against things that make you want to stop and to keep moving. That's what faith does. It helps you get through the wilderness, the wasteland, the Red Sea. We were singing about all these metaphors of impossible stops. And God is moving us through. So I want to ask you, you know, what, what, what situation did you encounter this week? And it doesn't have to be like a spiritual one. Where you, it, was, it was just a moment where you kind of lost your nerve. 
you had an idea about what needed to happen. And it might have been that someone was saying that when we were talking about this morning, they were talking about a neighbor who's just a jerk and they needed to be told off in, a, in an appropriate way. And, you know, and maybe that appropriate way includes F-bombs. I don't know. But, but some, they needed to do something about this bad relating that the neighbor was doing. And they just kind of backed down. They were feeling kind of backed down, kind of stopped. Stories like that, just from this week. When did you get shut down? Because I, I think we get stopped often. And, and you, know, you might learn from that. You might be quick to tell the story up. Oh, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, God's closing the door and I have to look for a window. You know, I think that's a common story, just kind of backing off. But I think God kicks doors down, too. I think that, I think that sometimes it's, we have to do something and make something happen, especially if we have something going on in here. So I don't want to get too grandiose about it. Again, I'm looking for stories that are normal. Because we have to flex that kind of, uh, it might just be assertiveness, but it's not just that. Because sometimes you're not very assertive in your expression of that, that thing that you know you know. But moving with what you know and finding some confidence in that is what I'm looking for. And in order to find it, I think it'll be easier to find the places where we, uh, we kind of back down this week. All right? So I've got one to warm you up, and then I want, I want you to, to have your story. So start thinking of your story. I went to uh, Rutgers Camden on Friday morning because I have, a, I have a goal of meeting three people every week that will give me their contact information because they might be interested in knowing more about Circle of Hope. This is my project. Some stranger. I want to find that, that will give me their email address or their address or their phone number. Unfortunately, this happens regularly enough that I have to keep doing it. It's not a fool's errand. People are out there interested in Circle of Hope. So on Friday morning, I went to Rutgers Camden, and I had the idea. I had to do something on my computer. Um, like, it just needed to be done that morning. So I hopped on to the Wi-Fi there in the, the student center and was just, like, banging something out. And the, uh, the banging something out lasted two hours. <laughs> And that was all the time I put in the in the meter, and I had to go do something at noon anyway. So I left Rutgers without talking to anyone. And while I'm banging it out, I was looking around, supposedly, like scouting the territory. But really, I was just avoiding the awkwardness <laughs> of saying, "Hey guys, I'm just a 35 year old guy here on campus <laughs> looking for people that want to be influenced." <laughs> Experiences on college campuses. If, if if you haven't heard my story of like I got kicked off of Camden County College's campus, and I'm pretty sure that like the minute that I that I like find someone that's un, that I make them feel uncomfortable, which is inevitable, I'm gonna get booted off of Rutgers, and I don't want to be booted off of there. So I'm trying to this is my excuse. I'm just I'm just finding a way to make you feel good about the fact that I backed off of the challenge that I set for myself. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, 
you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.